Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. It's been a tough week for the Republicans. The Lankford-Schumer-McConnell immigration bill dead on arrival and the impeachment of the world's leading enabler of drug and sex trafficking failed. By a vote of 216 to 214, Congressman Ken Buck, Tom McClintock, and Mike Gallagher. Those three men are a disgrace to the country. They should be ashamed of themselves. They aligned themselves with sex and drug traffickers that Mayorkas has refused to shut down. Speaker Mike Johnson later was asked about whether impeachment of Mayorkas will be brought back. On impeachment, last night was a setback, but democracy is messy. We live in a time of divided government. Uh, We have a razor-thin margin here, and every vote counts. Sometimes uh, when you're counting votes and people show up when they're not expected to be in the building, it changes the equation. But listen, we have a duty and a responsibility to take care of this issue. We have to hold the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security accountable. Mayorkas needs to be held accountable. The Biden administration needs to be held accountable. And we will pass those articles of impeachment. Uh, we'll, We'll do it on the next round. So Johnson is confident that it'll pass on the next vote. And Senator Langford, who's responsible for that horrendous amnesty bill, says even if Johnson passes the impeachment, it'll be dead on arrival in the Senate. It'll fail in the Senate. Uh, If I can use the House term, it'll be dead on arrival uh, when it comes over. Uh, But it'll still be the same policy. Even if Mayorkas left, we're going to have the same result because we've got the same president who's driving the policy just like we did under Trump. Well, that's one sorry rhino, that Langford fella. And rhino Romney McDaniel will reportedly step down from the RNC in the coming weeks. McDaniel to resign after the South Carolina primary. Our guest today is Kurt Olson, conservative attorney, a great legal mind, a man who has his finger on the pulse of the body politic as well. Kurt, great to have you with us. There's a lot to take up here, but I'd like to start with the Georgia trial in which Judge Amy Totenberg, federal judge Amy Totenberg, is deliberating a path toward a verdict in the curling v. Raffensperger case 
on electronic voting machines. Well, closing arguments, Lou, and it's great to be with you, by the way. Closing arguments in curling were held on Thursday. The judge now has all of the evidence, has taken it under advisement. I suspect it could be at least several weeks before a ruling is issued. The, uh, the interesting aspect of curling was how one of the plaintiff's groups uh, bent over backwards to limit the vulnerabilities with the machines and the issues therein to just what are called ballot marking devices. Mm -hmm. These are touchscreen voting machines where there is not a paper ballot that is hand filled out and then tabulated. And so that, that system is only used statewide in Georgia. And that particular plaintiff group bent over backwards to not say anything about the tabulators, which is a, a device that, that reads paper ballots, takes an image, tabulates the vote, and then you know, gives the result. And tabulators are a, are a component that is extremely vulnerable to manipulation and to rigging an election. So it was odd that one of the plaintiff's groups tried to avoid that, but Garland Favorito, uh, voter GA, and Ricardo Davis, the plaintiff there, with their counsel, David Oles, made great headway in upsetting those plans to avoid discussions about the tabulators and just brought forward tremendous evidence of how the tabulators can be used to manipulate elections. And also importantly, that 2020 was affected by such manipulation. And that is something uh, I think the, the court and the other plaintiffs group were trying to avoid. We know, at least circumstantially, uh, by inference that the powers that be do not want this case to move forward to a conclusion uh, that will have significant impact. Uh, they have, been, for example, it's one of the few cases I've ever seen where Curlin B. Raffensperger, an appellate court, has already decided that the defendant in the case, the state and the secretary of state, Brad Raffensperger, doesn't have to be in a trial. <laughs> it, it, because he have, he's in such a high office with the thinking of the uh, of the circuit court, uh, it, it, that's in and of itself is bizarre. Uh, the the trial judge in this case it's a bench trial. Uh, there's no jury, and uh, she uh, put the leading expert witnesses study of the vulnerability uh, and the anomalies of these voting machines put his uh, his research and study and conclusions under seal for two, two years. Uh, this doesn't doesn't bode well for a, a decision based on the evidence uh, and uh, and uh, if you will, a, a high level of uh, integrity. Well, no, it doesn't. I mean, when you look at the use of electronic voting machines and the fact that every step of the way, there have been efforts by the voting machine companies and election officials to stop anybody from peeking inside, to know what goes on. And then you have to ask yourself why. We, we, for 200 years, we had hand-counted paper ballots. It was done in the open. What is so secret that we can't know how the voting machines actually process the votes? And so if there was nothing to be concerned about, and it's always there, the mantra is basically trust us. Yeah. CAC certified, 
you know, we do logic and accuracy tests, we do risk limiting audits and so forth. So just trust us. And every time something pops up, they had, like the Antrim glitch where 6,000 votes were flipped from Trump to Biden in 2020. It, it always is a, an administrative error or something like that. Right. It's never a full investigation. So the question is, what are they trying to hide? Well, it, it, it is interesting to me that not only are they trying to hide it, uh, they're trying to, uh, at the same time, save their industry uh, by through obfuscation. And the trial court seems seem to be, and I'm talking state courts and federal courts, seem to uh, affix themselves to the fortunes of the electronic voting companies. Uh, I I don't know if uh, I don't know the degree to which there is any crooked. Uh, uh, manipulation uh, going on, but I do know this. What I was asking for in 2020 was that a, a, a strong, uh, vast uh, investigation because we had so many questions, uh, common sense questions, like what were they doing in Wayne County, putting up boards around the uh, the election counting uh, uh, section? Uh, what 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 the heck happened to to those all those votes in Georgia? At what was it two in the morning? I can't remember what time it was, but yeah, and suddenly you know the votes changed magically. Uh, and and they, everyone wanted to poop who that is if you know there were there was some sort of sophisticated level of knowledge about this that we just simply couldn't get to. Uh, by the way, they, it turns out they were right. They're hiding everything about those machines, and now we have we have uh, Halderman, Alex Halderman, the professor from University of Michigan, actually in a matter of seconds demonstrating that the machines can be hacked in the courtroom. He did it in the courtroom. Uh, they can be hacked. They can be manipulated, uh, changing both candidate names and votes and vote totals. I, I mean, how do they how do they survive that? Well, they're going to survive it by bobbing and weaving, I think, like they always do. And so if you look at Professor Halder, and yes, he demonstrated how easy it is to hack into a machine or these ballot marking devices. Again, he limited it to the BMDs, not to tabulators. But his report inspired CISA belatedly to come out with an advisory in June of 2022, where they highlighted nine, nine critical vulnerabilities. But here's what they said. There's no evidence that any uh, of these vulnerabilities were exploited. Right, right. But the question is, they never looked. Exactly. So how, they never looked. And so this is the bob and weave that I mentioned earlier. Kurt, I want to take that up. Uh, we got a quick uh, break here. We're coming right back. We're talking with Kurt Olson, a former SEAL and now a trial attorney. Uh, and uh, by the way, when you say cause of action around him, you better understand you'll get one or the other. We're coming right back. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back now. We're talking with Kurt Olson, conservative attorney, as I said, former U.S. Navy SEAL. Kurt, as we as we broke for a break there, you were talking about, uh, in, a, in effect, uh, a shell game that's played by uh, the various parties. Uh, it, is there an opportunity here to break the shell game to actually get down to what is inside those machines and make it make it known to the voting public so that they understand the complete uh, depth of concern uh, on the part of those who want a, a electoral system of great integrity? I, I think there is, because regardless, curling has broken the logjam that says, you know, 2020 was the most secure election in history or that these machines are secure and there's nothing to see here. So even though the uh, case was focused on the ballot marking devices, it shows that, yes, you can hack into these machines easily. And I think it advances public awareness that these machines should not be used to hold our most precious right to vote. And yet here we are, the whole country, it seems, it's not the whole country, but it seems the whole country uh, is using these electronic voting machines. And I, when I think about this, I mean, I think of, uh, you know, uh, the 2001 Space Odyssey, uh, and not how, but rather the monolith as everybody, you know, is it draws everyone's attention into the movie. Uh, it's a black box. It's a uh, it might as well be a monolith because it's uh, impenetrable. Uh, it is uh, it uh, uh, evades any inspection. And we really don't know the purpose, but we know what we're supposed to do. And that is uh, genuflect in its presence and take whatever follows, uh, you know, as, as gospel. This is, this is a mindless way uh, for a country, a nation, a superpower, in point of fact, to vote. Okay, we'll just take your word for it. Where else in our society do we just take somebody's word for something? Uh, it, it's crazy. Well, but not only that, but, you know, there are countries that refuse to use electronic voting machines, such as Taiwan, which just recently held an election without voting machines. And the same thing in France and federal elections in Canada do not use electronic voting machines for all the reasons you know, that we're talking about. And and, and wondering why, how is it we got to this point right now with uh, Curling v. Uh, Raffensperger uh, for the first time watching a, a an expert uh, manipulate the machine, hack the machine, uh, which was we were told by all of the voting companies that these machines are not hackable. They're not uh, available to the Internet. There is no way there can be any communication, uh, all of this. And in one one showing, 
uh, Professor Alderman demonstrated that it was all a fiction and that they weren't protected and they're and they're in great need of protection because they can't even tell if it's been exploited no matter what uh, the uh, uh, cybersecurity and infrastructure agency said it's pure pablum that they're putting out it's a second run of telling the truth and 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 cypher is uh Sisa is just whipped at both yeah no i mean that's true i mean there's so first of all there's nothing magical about these voting machines. They use, you know, off-the-shelf components that are made in China and elsewhere. Their software is Windows-based software often. It, there's nothing magical about it. I mean, we hear time and time again of all these other electronic systems, not voting systems, but these electronic systems being hacked. So, for example, you know, in, on December 15, 2020, just a month after the election, we had the largest breach called Solar Winds right. that penetrated over 15,000 companies and government agencies. And so there's nothing magical about voting machines. All computers can be hacked. And here's here's did what came out in Curly. One oh, can I just hack. interject? Sure. That, that was a, a, a Microsoft uh, product that was vulnerable. Is that right? It was a software manufactured by uh, by a company called Solar Winds, but it used a Windows-based system. Exactly. Right off that. Right. Now, but it came out in curling, for example, that the machines, you know, we're all told that they're not online, no connection to the internet. Well, no, it was shown in curling that those machines are set up for wireless access. So this Bernard that there is no connection to the internet and you know, or you know, outside outside entities was shown in curling to not be accurate. Well, don't they all, and I understand that it's very difficult to have considerable technology, technological knowledge if you're a county clerk and you're running the elections, uh, whomever you may be associated with it, uh, or the Secretary of State for that matter, taking care of the election for the whole state. Uh, there's no way these folks are going to be technologically uh, so adroit. Uh, so they seek protection, do they not? The guarantees of uh, the integrity of these uh, machines, uh, do they have such a guarantee or not? They have the facade of guarantees. Even Professor Halderman testified under oath that he could defeat risk-limiting audits and logic and accuracy tests. Those two, those two tests are designed supposedly to give the public confidence that the machines are accurately reading and tabulating votes, and they can be easily defeated. And as Professor Halderman testified as such. And so when you talk about election officials not understanding the complexity of these machines, that makes the point. If, if the election officials don't understand how they work, how why should we be using them to conduct our elections? Because Dominion actually provides, for example, employees on site in many jurisdictions to help run the elections because the election officials don't have the skills. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that is a very loud point, frankly. Uh, that should reverberate across the country. What you just said, uh, and it, the more we learn about these machines, 
the more we learn about the vulnerabilities, which are now demonstrated, proved in court, uh, and there is no response. Uh, there's been no uh, reasonable response. As, I, as far as I know, there, there was some rebuttal uh, in the courtroom in uh, Curling v. Raffensperger down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, but it was all... Uh, in my opinion, it was uh, it was an exchange of legal points and uh, procedure and trying to score rhetorical points more than actually actually bring forward knowledge that uh, would would be helpful. Let, let's go to where we go from here. Amy Totenberg, the judge, uh, is a highly experienced federal uh, judge. Uh, she is also considered very left wing. Uh, you're, I'm going to ask you when we come back what you think of the judge here, what you think of the prospects uh, to, uh, to reveal enough to cause pause in the state of Georgia with those voting machines before the next election. We're talking with Kurt Olson, and we'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now talking with Kurt Olson and Kurt I want to talk to you about the prospects and the judge, uh, Judge Totenberg, but I also want to get to just two quick points, if I may. Uh, the adverse decision by the appellate court on presidential immunity. Uh, your reaction? Um, I think that the decision by the D.C. Circuit is a continuation of the uh, the establishment's efforts to get rid of President Trump. And that started back in 2015 when he announced his candidacy, continued through the FBI uh, lying to the FISA court and uh, unlawfully spying on his campaign. And then when he was president, the Russia hoax, uh, you know, Bill Barr in the 2020 election uh, telling U.S. attorneys to stand down and not investigate election fraud. Um, you know, I think that this is just another, uh, it's a continuation of that effort. I think the decision is wrong. Uh, they have stayed their opinion uh, pending an appeal by the president, President Trump's attorneys to the U.S. Supreme Court. But what that opinion does is it basically says that a president who is conducting uh, official duties and, you know, the president has a duty, if he has evidence that elections are being subverted, to follow that. But the D.C. Circuit basically, you know, repeated the trope that 
Trump spread false claims about the November 2020 election and that he tried to block the uh, certification on January 6th, both of which are demonstrably untrue. And and that trial, as you as you point out, is headed toward the Supreme Court uh, for the next round. And uh, there are two possibilities. One, they refuse to to hear the uh, uh, the appeal, which I think would create, uh, to say the least, uh, uh, a a strong reaction from the body politic without question. Uh, And the other is taking it up. And relying on this nonsense about, uh, uh, you know, the Constitution and their specific readings and so forth on it, uh, whether it be on uh, immunity, whether it be on uh, the, uh, the ballot and whether or not it can move forward. It looks straightforward to me. Uh, he is not an insurrectionist and he has immunity. How in the world could there be any other reasonable reading of the Constitution? Well, nobody, I don't believe anybody in this country has ever been charged with insurrection to begin, not even the January 6th protesters. So they throw out that term, but which has a precise legal connotation, but nobody's been charged with that. And, you know, the president, they tried to uh, uh, impeach and convict him for the events of January 6th, and and he was acquitted in the Senate. Yeah. And so how can a, you know, an appellate court uh, without pursuing a criminal trial or you know, weighing evidence come to their own conclusion that the president's guilty of insurrection that would bar him from the ballot under the 14th Amendment is beyond me? Yeah, it's, it's beyond any reason. And it's beyond anything this country's ever uh, even thought of dabbling in such far-fetched nonsense. Uh, but it tells you, who, and I think they've gone too far this time. I, I think this is all such a, a an, uh, such a righteous abuse of power that I don't think anybody can ignore it. Uh, let's, the Supreme Court deciding on that ballot in Colorado tomorrow, what do you think happens? I don't think that the Supreme Court is not going to decide. They're going to argue it. Right. They're going to argue. But I, I cannot believe that the Supreme Court would uh, affirm that decision. I, I just it has no basis in law. I, I would be shocked if this is not a nine to oh, nine to zero reversal. Yeah. You know, I'm shocked that there was a five to four decision out of the Supreme Court that aligned them with uh, the Biden regime, uh, the Marxist Dems who manage this puppet president and, of course, the Mexican uh, drug cartels. Uh, That is one of the most ridiculous and I certainly found it shocking decision uh, that I could have imagined coming out of that. I wouldn't disagree with you on that. And what is interesting is that Texas openly defined that order, said, we're going to protect the board. Yep. And so that that is the dangerousness when the court starts treading into uncharted territory and, and political territory as well, for example, with Trump. Their credibility rests on people obeying what they say. They don't have an enforcement mechanism. And so, you know, there is a concept of judicial restraint where they stay out of political uh, fights and things like that, which, of course, the charges against the president are. It's a political battle between the deep state and the president. Yeah. And, and there, excuse me, I mean, 
They're, they're woefully uh, short of staying out of the political battles. They now have been told to go to hell by the Biden uh, regime on affirmative action. They've been told to go to hell on uh, his plan to uh, forgive student loan debt. Uh, the list goes on. It's quite a long list where they've overstepped uh, <laughs> the Biden regime's abuse of power. Uh, and uh, in this instance, uh, in Texas, thank God for Greg Abbott and the uh, and the his Republican government, because otherwise this thing would be uh, we could be uh, on a very serious, uh, quick slope uh, to, to anarchy and chaos on that border. So let's get back to to the, the issue at hand. And that is Totenberg, Judge Totenberg. Uh, she's got, it seems to me she's looking for cover because otherwise the facts are obvious and out in front of everyone. Uh, your thoughts on what transpires? Well, first, we, we, we know that this case began actually in 2017. And so it's been before the court for over six years. And in 2019 is when Georgia made the contract to get Dominion Machines and that just continued uh, under the guise of that system. And a month before the 2020 elections, Judge Totenberg, in a very well-reasoned 150-page opinion, yep. came out and, A, discredited the Secretary of State's experts and any experts by Dominion that were offered, credited mm -hmm. the plaintiffs and said, look, it's not a question of if these machines will be used to manipulate an election, and I'm paraphrasing, it's just a question of when. And so she came down strongly on the side that these machines are open to manipulation. The reason why she didn't grant the injunction then is because she said it was too close to the election. It's how the heck could that be the consideration? I mean, well, that they're, is, going to, they're going to be crooked. Uh, and if they're crooked, you shouldn't use them. And if, you know, it's like the old saying, uh, it, it, you know, the, do you know, uh, you know, Bill, that the only poker game in town is crooked. You shouldn't play. He says, yeah, but it's the only poker game. I mean, that's where we are with this. It's that ludicrous. Well, there is a doctrine. It's called the Purcell Doctrine. It arises out of a Supreme Court case out of the, out of the same name that you can't make changes in election laws too close to an election. Now, what's too close, of course, is in the eye of the beholder. But, you know, so 2020 happened. We've learned a lot since 2020. I mean, the past three years, we have learned so much about the machines and other areas, whether it's mail-in ballots and chain of custody and the like. Uh, and so it's not as if the three years have been spent in vain. And part of this is educating the public. And that's exactly what this trial did. What the court will do I, I'm not sure. I mean, it is a momentous decision. And regardless of what happens, it will be appealed. That much I'm confident of. Yeah, I, and by the way, if it's appealed by either party, I, I don't know what the result will be. But I do know I do know this, that it's not the people who really need to be educated here. It is those county clerks. It is the Congress of the United States. Uh, this president, if he had a, the next president, uh, if you will. But these judges, to suggest you go ahead with a crooked election uh, because you've got a machine that is everything that they said it wasn't, and no one can trust the outcome. So what, you know, one of the, I read all the comments of folks who uh, write in when, when we're you know, on the air or 
whether it's, uh, you know, the podcast, TV, uh, uh, or, or social media. The reality is, uh, one guy said it and got said this, and I think it's exactly right. What does a voting machine have to do besides add? It's got one, one thing, simply add. And why is that such a complicated deal? Why do we need sophisticated software? The truth is, you can sit there with a machine and the county clerk clocking away and make sure it all runs together. It's, we've, overcom we've overcomplicated something that is really very simple. No, I don't think that's by accident. I think oh, I don't either. transparency is being used to cover up voting machines that are being used to manipulate elections. I think that lack of transparency and complexity is planned, and uh, that's that is part of uh, the system in which they can cover up uh, manipulation in elections. And there are a number of plaintiffs, and there really seem to be a lot of plaintiff, uh, defendants as well, uh, but unspoken. It seems like this is an industry-wide defense. Uh, it is an industry-wide concern because right now voting machines hang on the judgment, the verdict of one federal district court judge, Amy Totenberg. Uh, as we wrap up here, we're, we're out of time. Which way does she rule? Best I'm not, not going to take that back. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I think, I think you can look at, I look at what is presented. She clearly recognizes that these machines should not be used. Yeah. She has said as much. Whether she will say that that violates the Constitution under the claims that were brought, I would hope that she rules that they shouldn't be used. Mm -hmm. But judges have gone uh, the other way from what I think they should do many times in, in recent uh, years. So yeah. who yeah. knows? You know, I've got a funny feeling. I haven't been in the courtroom. We've had uh, very good reporting from that courtroom. Um, uh, uh, Amber uh, Connor uh, did a wonderful job for us. Uh, I have a picture of Amy Totenberg right now, left-wing as she is, liberal as she is. I don't think she can get by that. I think it's 135 to 150 pages that she wrote in making the decision to go to trial. Uh, it, it, it was fresh in its uh, honesty. Uh, I think she, I think she rules against Georgia and the voting machines. That's not me just hoping. I really think she has that much integrity. I may have to eat those words, uh, but I think there may be one. On, <laughs> we know there's more than one honest judge in the federal system. Uh, I think she certainly will be among them. I hope so. Colonel Olson, as always, great to talk with you. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you so much. God bless. God bless you, Lou. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Join us here tomorrow and watch, if you will, Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, Frank Speech at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Follow me on Twitter and True Social as well at Lou Dobbs. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. God bless you, and may God bless America. America.